Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blackshirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Mark. I'm a staff writer inside Nebraska, and he is Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Nebraska Blackshirt. Jay, um, let's get in this 2024 recruiting class. Um, Ashton Murphy, a defensive line prospect from Elkhorn South High School in Nebraska. Um, you right. know, what? When, when he committed, everybody saw – um, his, his height, his measurements, he's six foot four, around 240 pounds. He's a, he's a three-star other power five offers from Colorado, Iowa state, I believe. Uh, but he picks the Huskers. So when you saw Ashton Murphy enter the class, what were your overall thoughts? Uh, well, I mean, it was, I wouldn't say I was surprised, but I didn't really know who he was just because I hadn't started to look at, you know, you know, kids in his class and maybe in his position, just because of the focus has been so much on the present day, you know, guys that are on campus and the new guys that have came in through the transfer portal. But the first thing when you went that popped in my mind was that, you know, being 6'5", 240, he plays multiple sports. And so really probably he's closer to about 250 once he, you know, really concentrates on football. Um, but I, I thought like, you know what, this, this could be a good move, uh, especially when I watched his tape in the sense of, it's like when Nebraska used to recruit linemen back when we were actually, you know, one of the best offensive lines year in and year out, um, you know, in the eighties, nineties and two thousands, where you'd see a guy come out of high school at two forty five, two fifty, And then, you know, weight is added to him without losing athletic ability and quickness and the toughness is added to him. And next thing you know, by redshirt sophomore year, you know, he's two eighty five, two ninety, 290 and you're getting a grown man. And really, if you want to really a present day, example of it it's how michigan state grew their offensive line when you listen in or when you listen to dan um dan Antonio where where he talked about uh by the time they get on the field they're grown men right and so that's what you need and so i think you in order to continue to develop and and, and kind of have guys on the shelf without putting them putting them on the milk carton you got to see their potential and he's a legit six foot five for real like walking around legit six foot five anywhere from 245 to 250 big wide shoulders and good frame. So when, as I'm looking at it, you know, you can add weight to him and any him not look like he's added bad weight. And so I think it's a, it's a move of potential, but then also as we watch this tape, he fits the three, three, five from a defensive line standpoint, if he stays there, but then also on the other side of the ball, you know, with his the coaching staff at Elkhorn South is really, really good coaching staff, you know, especially across the lines, obviously you got Maverick Noonan, Teddy Pierhaska, and now him, he could switch over to the offensive side of the ball and, and he could play a guard. When you watch his get off, it, it's what jumps off on, on, on the tape. So it's not necessarily, you know, big splash plays. It's looking at the potential and foot quickness. And so I think it's a, a potential uh, get for Nebraska, but product productivity will come a little, as soon as the, you know, the weight and strength comes And And, you know, from everything that I've read about him and heard him talk a couple of times, he's an extremely hard worker. And so I think you'll see, uh, improvement improvement from him in the first and second year when we uh visited an open practice this spring um at at, at the um, hawks championship center ashton murphy was visiting he was on a on a visit and he got to attend practice so all the media members were kind of walking around and, and looking at the different positions and stuff and there was ashton murphy you know with who who he was with but he was over at the d-line watching terrence knight and work and we all got to see um, Ashton Murphy's body. Like you said, he's a legit six foot five. Um, and there wasn't a, it didn't look like there was a lot of bad weight there. I mean, that kid right. is stacked. I mean, he is, he, he physically looks really, really good. And like you said, his frame is long. 
there's a lot of room to build on it. So uh, really, really an interesting prospect here with Ashton Murphy, but Jay, let's, let's get into the um, highlights here. And like, I really like what you said. He's, he's kind of this new three, three, five defensive line recruit that I think we're going to be seeing more now, obviously Tony white, you know, when he first got here, he said, we're going to try to recruit the best defensive and offensive linemen we can. Sure. But if you can't get those guys, you're going to get guys like Ashton Murphy who are a little bit undersized, but what they can really do is get in the backfield, use their quickness, shoot gaps, maybe, maybe a little bit less two gapping, uh, maybe a little less massive 300 plus pounders and more smaller, quicker guys who can, um, you know, like you said, have that get off. Yeah. And so look, you like to evaluate guys when they're playing against good players. So this is Lincoln Southeast Gunnar Gatula. Uh, and so the, what you see right here is a good get off, right? And they tried to do a slip block, an influence block. So they're trying to get him up the field in a trap block, right? But when you have the really good get off and, and really like a heat seeking missile, uh, it destroys the play. And this isn't any, any slanting. This is just him going straight forward. And so he's not a uh, head diver, right? And so therefore he's coming off the ball with good leverage and good balance. So then therefore he's not getting influenced and run right past the play and see right there, he gets a, you know, five or six yard tackle for loss. And so I'm looking for him is the, you know, the flexion in his ankle to get off. If you see right there, there's no missteps in his get off. I and mean, when you watch it right there, he's exploding off his left foot and then his, and his right foot is gaining ground and essentially resetting the line of scrimmage. And so, um, you know, obviously this is the game Maverick Noonan was in as well. And so he showed up well uh, every time he played and it's good to have a division one, a power five, you know, counterpart on the other side but when you're making plays you're going to have teams like colorado iowa state nebraska so forth and so on offer you because they see the production as much as they see maverick noonan they see average ashton murphy and this is another one right here good get off you see the punch right there and you see the you know the sneaky speed with the ability to run down a running quarterback right here it's a kind of a quarterback bootleg you know resetting the pocket and uh, they're going. He's going against Cooper Johnson. That's a you know been a power five uh, recruit here recently. Big old kid, three hundred pounds, and he's reading it right. And so he, he comes inside right, and so he sees the quarterback breaking the pocket. He's able to separate and disengage and get down the line of scrimmage. And it's obviously good team team football here. But we're looking at Ashton Murphy and what he's able to do uh, from an athletic standpoint. Now you see him more in a three technique, maybe more mm-hmm. of a wide three, right? And so now look at the stance, right? You know, I call this high booty spat, getting off the ball, track stance, and he's trying to get up the field and wreak havoc. And uh, you're going to see right here, and that's what he does, right? Blows up the guy on the on the track play. Again, the same play, same result, right? It's the same one as the first one. Trap, now he kind of knew it was coming, so you know he has some in-game adjustments and football knowledge. He blows the guy up because he probably had an adjustment he didn't want to get too far upfield, right? They thought they could get him just in case they could block him well, uh, Ashton Murphy had a different uh, set of rules and in, in outcome there, right? He had a really good job of getting upfield, Steve, and having his pad square. If you watch this right here, right? He's upfield, boom. So the, right there, the pulling guard in the trap block can't do anything. Now, it might have been a bad cut by the quarterback, right? But guess what happened? He blew it up so much, it confused the quarterback where to go because the quarterback should have went right downhill. And, went, and see, now you see the gap that he should go. But when you destroy a play and reset the line of scrimmage with a player like this, it eliminates the, actually the, the clarity of the play. So when you see that right there, and I like it that he has good leverage. Being six foot five, you could very easily see these guys stand up. Now look at that. Let's see how he drops his hips and his pads. 
that's mm -hmm. where you see that's right there steve see now i'm starting to get excited you know what that's called when you when you hit a lineman like that and you see his head uh, you know but uh you know you snap back what that's called a, that's called burping the lineman you know mm -hmm. when you have a big burp your head goes back watch yeah. this right here off the ball sinks his hip blows him up i call that a bounce technique i teach it to a lot of my linebackers right here as you're shedding a block you disengage your eyes are on the ball and then he makes the play for, I'm assuming it would be a tackle for loss or at the line of scrimmage. That's a really good play right there. And so you, when you think about what correlates with him, you know, he's a physical player. You know, he's well coached coming out of high school. So he'll be a little bit farther than the normal kid. Uh, but he has some get off and quickness that uh, he's shown in this game against one of the better teams in the state. I really like what you said about, you know, once he gets in the backfield, sometimes you see guys like out of control because they're they they're that get off is so quick and they're just like under like not in control. Ashton right. Murphy in these highlights is uh, is under control. He's like you said, his his pad level is really good. He's staying square. He's ready for contact. And like you said, he took on those pullers really well and did not give right. up a lot of a lot of space. Well, you played the first play in the in, in the uh, highlight really well, and then you played the one the last one we saw even better. So that lets you know he's he's a he has awareness, right? Remember the old Madden ratings? Yeah. <laughs> Speed, height, strength, yeah. awareness. His awareness is pretty good. And this right here, again, it might have been a miss, you know, communication up up front or as far yeah. as the offensive line. He's getting off the ball again in the three technique, right? So now it's like you know he's played different positions, mm -hmm. right? He's right something, here. Looks something like, we saw at the spring game with these guys. Right. right. That's what you want, and you'd like to see that. Look, he, he defeats the first blocker. Uh, makes the second blocker tap out. They were trying to do a reverse pass there, it looks like, yeah. right? At a, at a, I called this game, Steve, so this is a <laughs> crucial part of the game. They're trying to influence block him, right? And he might have been influenced, but guess what? Is what, what the result was? I'm just going to destroy the whole play and worry about the results later. Not only did he defeat the first block, second block, you could call it a cause or cause fumble, but I'm willing to say that he recovered the fumble. So, He's playing to the echo of the whistle. You see that? He, he, it's, a, it's a forced fumble, right? He knows it's on the ground. And then, therefore, right there, he's going to roll right into it. Or Maverick Noonan probably gets it. But what you see right there is the ability to destroy an offensive play, a trick play. And it's good awareness by him to not settle down and try to chase ghosts. And so uh, this is another one right here, right? And a little bit more of a old-school Nebraska Eric Shenander four-eye technique. But look at the stance, right? Six foot five. Now he's down to a three technique, right? But look how low he's playing. I mean, you know, I'm only six two. He's six foot five. He's got good uh, flexibility, big old long frame. Look how long his long or his arms are and his legs. Now he's got a lot of work to do in the weight room, but that's up to him and the weight coaches. But getting off on the play and again destroying two blockers. And what I like about him, you go and do your job, and then you go play football. Watch this right here. One. Two, locate the football, get in on the play. And I'm willing to bet if you watch the whole game of Elkhorn South, and this is with Maverick Noonan, mm -hmm. Teddy Prohaska's younger brother, who's going to maybe be a power five guy, and a host of other good players, right? You see 61 in every at the in a majority of the the, the frames when they're frozen. So this is a good football play here, right? He, he owns the, he needs the B gap. He does that, right? 55 got confused because his buddy got knocked around, and then he goes and makes a play. Now, granted, is this the equivalent of Southeast? No, they're looking at his ability to make plays. It doesn't matter who you play. It's how you play. And so that he's not changing. He's an equal opportunity. Uh, we call it an employer, but we'll call him a destroyer. What he's doing is getting off the ball and he's playing football. He's trying to find the football. He's, he's a football player 
that has a lot of, you know, some work to do as far as getting some weight on, you know, to be able to play in the Big Ten. But he's not far off now, far off as far as developing, right? And what I mean by that, Steve, is you can tell by the way he plays in the interview that you had with him that the dedication is going to be there. So I'm just going to assume that they're going to bring him along strategically. And so he's going to not only not lose his speed and quickness, which is his best attribute is his get off, right? Teach him football technique by Coach Knighton. But then when he's ready to play, you know, he doesn't have to be 305. He's 285. He'll be plenty strong. Him being in the weight program and having some familiarity with Noonan, Prohaska is going to help him excel faster. They're going to eliminate any type of, um, you know, fray around the curve for him and have his learning curve be a lot smoother. Then you're going to see him to become a, a productive player. And so, you know, Nebraska, I think, is looking for football players. You know, obviously across the line is something they're going to have to address for, you know, the years to come to build it back up to where it's sustainable. And in year to year, you're not um, rebuilding, you're reloading. And so hopefully he's a part of the process. He has some good quickness off the ball. I like his ability, his awareness, which is, I think, a unique art that's been lost as far as awareness about playing football. I know he loves football. I know he wanted to be at Nebraska. Um, he has a big old frame. He's blessed with that. He has a lot of potential. So I know the uh, weight coach is excited. I know uh, he's excited to get there. And so now the rest is up to him, right? And I know for, you know, the program that he comes from, he's going to be, you know, well trained off the field. Um, and then so now it's just come down to getting in the weight room, uh, getting his diet right and catching up. But I think he's a kid that where even when he's not at the ideal weight, you'll see him on the field sooner than later, just based off of what he's doing right now. And that's all we can do is assume and prognosticate what they can potentially be and how fast they can be somewhat of a good player. Jay, one more before we get out of here, but do you think with like, when we're look when we're thinking Nebraska defensive line recruits under Tony white, do you think he is l looking to gear more towards the speed and the gap shooting instead of maybe what we've seen before with getting these massive bodies in the program. Yeah. Um, just what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. And, you know, you know, in, a, in doing it that way in a conference like the big 10, where the Minnesotas, um, you know, the, right. the Ohio States run right at you some, some yeah. years, um, just what are your thoughts on, you know, maybe a new way of thinking with the defensive line recruits? Well, I think, I mean, obviously I don't think he's looking for super skinny guys and think you're yeah. just going to be able to live and die by that. So I think that's the misconception about the three, three, five, but I think what the biggest thing they're looking for is football players and they're, they're not going to be their first knock on a kid. Isn't going to be, he's only two fifty, right? What it's telling me or what I'm assuming is that they are willing to develop kids systematically over time because look when you think about what matt rule has been saying every day is a work day so now they can kind of forecast where steve uh merrick should be jay foreman should be you know in six months 12 months 18 months along with the practice that they're doing so i think it's going to be more geared to fit right which is more the three 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 five you got to be you know quicker mm -hmm. but also they're not going to be so fixated of deciding between a guy of, he needs to be 6'6", 285 pounds in high school versus a kid six foot four, 260 pounds, but a heck of a football player. He's still at the top of our list because we want football players, not guys that are measurables. And I think once you kind of do that, I think you're going to see a lot more guys be productive 
sooner than later. So I don't really think it's going to be the smaller guys. I would say this. They're not going to turn their nose up at smaller guys. That's the better, you know, assessment. And so, you know, I don't think you'll see too many six foot eight, you know, defense alignment like Weaver and stuff like that. Yeah. You're going to see some guys that can play with some leverage. If you're six foot eight, going to play defense line in the Big Ten, uh, you better be able to get off the ball and have some uh, knee and ankle bend like uh, Ashton Murphy. So um, I think it's 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 a good thing. I think it's, you know, something where you see a kid that's going to be get bigger, faster and stronger. And, uh, you know, they'll accentuate what he does well. And, um, you know, hopefully he becomes a productive player. I lied. This is the last question. You just explaining that, you know, makes me think about the spring game and and what we heard about all spring with Cam Linhart. Now, Cam right. Linhart is does not look like your normal Big Ten defensive lineman. Um, at six foot three, around two hundred forty five pounds, and he told us after the game the goal for him to come back in the fall is like get up to two fifty five, maybe even two sixty. Right. So, what did you see from Cam Lenhart, and what do you envision? What do you expect to see in the fall from him? Is he a starter? Is he going to be a yeah. backup guy, a rotation guy? What? Do you, what? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's a starter. I mean, I think you know, look, the, as much as that we're making a big deal about the spring game, which is good, it's finally yeah. a game, right? Yeah. Uh, it is one practice and one glorified practice. But I, I think for him to be in that early with some of the guys that potentially going to be starters is, is letting you know how far he's, uh, you know, progressed along. And so I think for him, the goal is to come back, you know, as close to 260 as possible. And mm-hmm. obviously good weight. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes from an excellent high school program in IMG. They know how to work. They know how to be focused. They were extreme, uh, coached extremely well. And when you first thing that showed with with me with him was he's legit, right? You see why two different staffs were head over heels for him. Good hands, good explosive, strong, and was just always around the ball. Um, I think what he'll you know do most likely now. Look, if he comes in and knocks it out of the park, Tony White will put him in there. And but I think right now when you think of Nash, Ty Robinson, Judy. Um, maybe a little Raquan Buckley. He could definitely get into the rotation. I think that it's a good mindset for him to come back a little bit, you know, bigger, faster, stronger to really be it. So they, you know, won't be such of a, uh, you know, uh, a knock against him as far as size. But I think he's a guy that can play. I mean, not every defensive line that you play in the Big Ten is 300 or 282. Now, you see some guys. I remember one year I watched, was on the sidelines and watched Iowa. You know, they're starting three technique. I mean, he looked like yeah. somebody I'd see at the gym. So, it's just about how you play and how they use you. And um, and, and granted, he's a freshman, uh, really far along as a freshman, along with a couple others. Uh, and if he can get in the rotation, get some good experience and make some plays uh, by the sixth or seventh game, he won't be a freshman anymore. And so, um, you know, I saw a lot of good things and and uh, he should be proud of himself. But the work has just begun. And, and you know, one of the things I'll say, look, it's everything you heard about him, uh, you know, coming out of high school um, and what we've seen when we broke it down. Right. It's, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's, it's what I like it, I call it transferable, right? The things that we saw when we did our black shirt breakdown of him, right, when he committed and signed or whatever, has been transferable to what he's been doing on the field. So that's why he's looking not out of place. Good hand play placement, leverage. That's allowing you to make plays. Like, it, you know, it's the fundamentals that he was taught at IMG, I assume. I mean, it has to be at IMG and along with Coach Knighton. Has paid dividends for him early in his career. Now he has to take it to another level, but he has the foundation of what everything Matt Rule has been talking about, everything that maybe has been missing at, at, at times at Nebraska, right? Fundamentals of foundation of football, then the athletic ability takes over. So 
Yeah, he's off to a good start along with the you know host of other ones. They they have a good outside group of uh, old veterans, right, and some young new whippersnappers that are going to be keeping them on their toes because you, there's no day off, and that's what you want. Absolutely, and that's what Cam Linehart talked about after the spring game was, you know, he was asked about how the transition went from going from high school to college, and he's like, look, guys, I came from IMG. Like IMG, you know, they, they build different. football players. They build Correct. football players over there. They teach them how to how to do this thing in college. So um, when you when you uh, can grab a guy out of there, um, usually good things happen. So, well, hey. I don't mean to cut you off of him and my man, 44. I, I love that dude. He got the best number out there, right? I know, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that he would like a single digit, right? Because he plays with a lot of swag. Everybody wants a single digits, yes. 6'2", 170. I know my man's about 60, 165, but look, he came from IMG as well. Yeah. And what did you see in the spring game? Every time, it, you know, the, the film stopped, he made play. So, uh, you know, two good guys from IMG. Both of them are doing well right now. Sincere Sinfuela. Um, All right. So, um, yeah, that was Ashton Murphy, member of the 2024 class, defensive line recruit for now um, um, at a Elkhorn South High School. So, um, for Jay Foreman, Steve Marek, that was the Black Shirt Breakdown. We'll catch you all guys later.